All right. Good morning. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. It's uh, Sunday morning, early, and we're going to be talking about war. We're going to talk about war pretty much all day today. It's uh, 10.30 live, East Coast time. I will be doing a, I'll call it a sermon on uh, Joshua, starting in Joshua chapter 10. It's very bloody. It's very, very bloody. Uh, a lot of people are going to die as we talk about the story in Joshua today. But there's a bigger war going on. There's two bigger wars going on. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about this morning. In in Europe right now, there's war in Europe. There's war in Europe. You can't, you can't, there, there's no other way to, to say this. This isn't a, uh, uh, you know, you, you can say, well, it's a U- Ukraine, we're supporting the Ukrainians. Look, there's war in Europe. And there's a lot of nations involved, including nuclear powers. Uh, I, and it doesn't matter to me which side you come down on. Oh, I'm for the Ukrainians. I'm for the Russians. I'm for the Americans. I'm for the British. I'm for the army. It doesn't matter. There's war. There's war in Europe. And it's bloody. A lot of people have died. And a lot more people are going to die. A lot of people are going to die. Nuclear powers are at war with each other. Oh, I haven't, nobody declared war. No, honey, I got news for you. Nobody's declared war since the Second World War. All these wars that we've had since the World War II, they, they've been, it hasn't gone before Congress. There's been no acts of Congress. Okay, they've been, you know, there've been some authorizations and this and that and the other thing, but there hasn't been a declaration of war. And you can't argue that we're not at war over there in Europe. Every day, you've got congressmen, president, secretaries of defense, secretaries of whatever, talking about this war, how we're going to win this war. Uh, Heads of state in Europe, we're going to win this war. Russians, we're going to win this war. Everybody's going to win the war. Everybody's going to win the war. (laughs) Zelensky, we're going to win this war. Just give us some more billions and billions of dollars as he buys his mansions in Miami or, or, or wherever. Filter some of them back to the politicians in both parties back here in, in, in Washington, D.C. Funny how that makes the press, and we've got to cover that up. Funny how the press works that way. Press is not your friend. They're a mechanism of control. They're not there to tell you the truth about your government. They're there to control you and to lie and lie and lie and lie. What's going to happen with this war in Europe? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. But I got a couple little things that I, I rely on. One is my background in history. And I've opined uh, in writing and, and on this podcast before that, that I, I've been saying this for years. I've been saying this for years now. It's since at least early 2019 that we're going to go to war with Russia. And uh, it, it, it appears to me that we're already there. Well, we don't have the 82nd Airborne on the ground over there. Well, they're, they're, they're nearby. According to the press reports, they're nearby. Troops in Poland, troops in Romania. Trying to add uh, Sweden and, and, and Finland to uh, NATO. <laughs> and encirclement of Russia. Now, if you're a Russian, if your name is Vladimir Putin or somebody over there, that is probably concerning. Of course it's concerning. 
Uh, so you know they, their their wars with the West, their wars with Western Europe have been going. I think there's been four major wars with the West in in the last two hundred years, where the Russians have had to fight off the West. I'm talking about Western Europe and their adjuncts, i.e., the United States. Uh, First World War, Second World War, Napoleonic Wars, Crimean War. Uh, it, and there's another one in there too. It it, it goes it go it's it's been going on for a long long time. Cold War. That's their natural enemy for centuries now, for at least a couple of centuries. Before that, it was of course, of course you had the invasions. You had the Mongols. You had the Ottomans. You had the Muslims. Or you know threats. They've got threats out of China. They got threats from the Japanese. Let's not forget that the Japanese in, in, invaded Russia too. Y'all remember World War One? No, you probably don't. World War One. There was American troops, Japanese troops. I think there was Polish troops, British troops. Inside of Russia, I'm not talking about border incursions. I'm talking about way inside Russia, uh, over in the east near Vladivostok, and up north near Archangel. I uh, <clears throat> engaged in some way or other uh, during their civil war, the whites versus the reds. Then we, you know, we we it, w- whatever the reasons. And there's reasons. I, I talked to a military officer this about this years ago, and, and you know, the guy went to West Point. He had no idea. I had no idea American troops by the. I, I want to say there was fifteen thousand, fourteen thousand of them in Russia during the First World War fighting. He would say, "Well, who are they fighting? Well, they they took part in uh, 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 the Civil War there." Uh, and and to say that uh, the, the Russians forget this is probably a mistake. I, I don't. I'm pretty sure they haven't forgot that. I'm pretty sure they've got a pretty good idea of, of where the threats against their country come from. Japan, Russia, Western Europe, and things are closing in on them, and they're getting. You know, things are getting spicy. From their perspective, I'm not saying it's right, from their perspective, uh, they had to resolve the situation in, in Ukraine uh, in their favor. They, they've made it clear that that's their position. Uh, they were willing to go to war over it. That seems to me that, that that's a pretty big commitment. That wasn't, um, gee, we would like this, but we're not willing to do anything about it. I think everybody else, you know, thought or at least hoped that they wouldn't do anything about it. But their position is, no, no, this is existential for us. We will go to war in Ukraine. And they did. They did. And they are. And uh, all the noises that I hear coming out of the opposition to what the Russians are doing, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of wiggle room for compromise. Now, maybe that's just a negotiating strategy. Got to be tough and before we can come to the table, right? I don't know. Here's the other thing I'm going to throw out there, and I've talked about this before, but it's worth talking about because I'm warning you that the war is here. The war is coming, and the war is here. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys. If you go back and you read the book of Daniel, it's in the Bible. The book of Daniel. It talks about these beasts. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, oh, this is this is this beast and this is that beast. No, no, you missed the bigger point, the more salient point. People want to go out there and say, well, this beast is this country and that beast is that country. 
that doesn't ha- that doesn't hold a lot of interest for me. The point that I want you to take away is that the beasts are animals. They're not sentient creatures like you and I. They're not rational, reasonable creatures. They're driven by anger and passion and hunger, vengeance, power, and they are insatiable. They're they're jealous of each other's power. Whether this is Russia or China or the United States or NATO or whatever you want to call it. These are beasts that are jealous of each other and they're savage and they're at war. The war's not coming, the war's here. Is it going to reach America? Probably. I think it will. Do I have any inside knowledge? No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but I think it will. People have been talking for a long time that the oceans are no longer a, a barricade. They're, they're, they're an avenue. They're not a barricade against uh, uh, bad things happening over here in the United States. It, they're, they're avenues of approach. By air, by water. So, I, you know, I, I just want to let you know, pay attention to what goes on. Uh, I, I think it's going to get a lot worse, unfortunately. Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, the, the beasts are raging. Don't expect a, 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 a peaceful settlement on this one. That's just my opinion. And be prepared. Be prepared. The, the, you've got to get prepared. And I said, well, how do I get prepared? Well, things are changing fast. And I, I, I will give you the parable about the man who said, hey, man, I'm rich. I've stored up lots of stuff. I got lots of money. I'm going to build a nice big house and relax. And the Almighty says to him, look, man, you, you don't know what's going to happen. But this very night, your life is going to be required of you. And so for those that are saying, you know, what do I need to do to get prepared? Well, number one is, are you prepared for eternity? Are you prepared to face eternity? Whether or not you're a Christian. I mean, Christians too. Christians will be judged. And I, I mean, I think about this. I'm, I'm no spring chicken anymore. I'm moving on in years. I'm going to have my own personal rapture one of these days when it's time for me to go meet my maker. And man, I'm telling you, when I go, I want to be able to say, you know what, I did what I was supposed to do. I did what I was supposed to do. I really want to say that. And that's important to me. And that's why I, I, I do what I do and I say what I say, even at some personal cost. I don't. I don't want to go to the judgment day and, and uh, <laughs> give God my excuses. So whatever it is that you're supposed to do in life, I don't know what it is, but you know, you know, everybody knows. If 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 you're if you're having a hard time understanding that, go look up at bloodandfaith.com and go to the archives and search for the video on the judgment day. I did a video on the judgment day. It's up on Rumble. I think it's on Gab too. Uh, and, and pay attention to that. Read that. Watch it. Uh, it's one of the best things I've ever done. Did this several years ago. Um, nobody is going to be surprised at the Judgment Day. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to say, God, I didn't know. Nobody's going to say that. Uh, but I, I'll let you watch that video. It, it's, it's, it's worth seeing. So, so we don't know. So that's number one. Get, get, get 
do the things you're, you're called to do before this life is up. Uh, get that done. Uh, love your family. Take care of each other. And as far as physical preparations for hard times, uh, there's plenty of websites that talk about that stuff. I, 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 this is not a prepper website. So there's number one. Number number two, war. The other portion of war I want to talk about is war right here in the United States. There's war in the United States. Uh, it's not coming, it's here. There's We're being invaded. We're being invaded, and the invaders are being helped by people inside the tent. It's not... Uh, uh, it, it, it's, we have enemies within. What I'm trying to say is there's enemies within this country that hate this country, hate the makeup of it, hate the European Christian nature of historical America, and are doing everything they can to dilute that and to destroy that. To the extent that uh, the only people in America that are supposed to be ashamed of themselves are whites. And it's taught. It's taught in schools. They call, they call it critical race theory. It's that hatred of, they're teaching the hatred of whites. They're teaching the hatred towards Christians. Unless you're a Judeo-Christian. And they want all the Christians to become Judeo-Christians. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's a whole movement. They want everybody to be Judeo-Christians, not Christians. And a lot of the church, a lot of the evangelicals are sucking right into it. Mainline churches already did a generation ago. Oh, we're just good little moral people. It's a, it's a morality club. Instead of, a, instead of a kingdom, instead of a monarchy. I'm loyal to Jesus Christ. Loyal to him, and I'm loyal to his words. I'm loyal to what he said. I think most of the church is terrified of what Jesus Christ said. Terrified of who he is. I, I, part of it, they don't know who he is. Uh, and, and so they, they're trying to remake him. Stay in the closet, Jesus. You've heard me talk about this. But the unrest in the United States is expanding exponentially. Just a uh, oh, couple days ago, there's big riots in, uh, in, in Atlanta now. You've got the, the, the usual suspects. You've got the Antifa BLM types down there. They're doing, they're doing something. The cops showed up to move them on their way, and somebody pulls out a handgun. Next thing you know, you know <laughs> we've got gunfire in the streets of Atlanta. <clears throat> and one of these young men, he got killed. Cops killed him, shot him. Well, now, now they got their, ca their, their causeless belly. Now they got their cause to go to war. So they go downtown, downtown Atlanta, and they start smashing stuff and burning and... You know what they do. Civilization is very fragile. It's extraordinarily fragile. Uh, it, it's, don't take it as a given. I got it. You, you didn't see this your whole lives. I haven't either. But again, as a student of history, these things can break in a heartbeat, man. They can break in a heartbeat. And when it does, it goes from, it goes from bad to uh, unbelievably bad in in, in, in two seconds. <clears throat> and you don't want to be there when that happens. I've got, uh, I know some people that went to war in many parts of the world. But one guy, he, he said, you know, I was in the Balkans during that fiasco in the 90s. <clears throat> and I, he said, you had, you had neighborhoods where you know, these families had lived at peace with each other for 100 years. 
and boom, and something clicked, and they're ripping each other's throats out. They're killing each other, killing each other's families. It, it, it went that quick. You've read stories about people in <clears throat> cities that are affected by riots. It's, you, can't, you can't control these riots. The riot has a spirit of its own. It's not rational. It's the beast again. And when these things happen, people get hurt. And people die. Now, there is something I know something about, and it's called the cartels in Mexico. You don't know how bad Mexico is. Mexico's way worse than people say. Way worse than the press reports. You need to start looking at the press. <clears throat> you need to start looking at the press as a mechanism of control and not as a news outlet. It's not a news source. It's a mechanism of psychological and political control. MSNBC, CNN, ABC, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post. These are mechanisms of control to tell you what to think. They're not news sources. Get that idea out of your mind. I, I've struggled with that too. Well, I, you know, I should just balance my news. They're not a news source. They're control mechanisms to tell you what to think and tell you how to think. And they admit it. They admit it. You go to journalism schools and they'll tell you. Said, we're, we're here to frame the, the conversation. And if they want you to talk about it, it will be in the news. If they don't want you to talk about it, it won't be in the news. People are sheep. How do I know that? Well, the Bible says they're sheep. Bible says they're sheep. Jesus and Jesus is the great shepherd. People are sheep. They don't. They they're just wandering around, and you got wolves out there that'll take advantage of them. So don't think of the news as as as. Well, there I go. I'm calling it the news. They're a control mechanism for society, and they hate you. They hate America. They hate whites. They hate Christians. Oh, but some of them are whites. Yeah, that tells you how badly they've been brainwashed. That's a sign of how badly they've been brainwashed. That's not a sign of, of, of reason. You want to know what the truth is? The only way you can find out what the truth is is to read the Holy Scriptures. That's the only place you're going to find the truth in life. Funny how all of a sudden uh, Joe Biden is finding all these classified documents all over the place. They knew about this before the election. But they hid it. But they made sure you knew about Trump's. The news is a control mechanism. What about all these people dying from COVID? How come that's not in the news? Because they don't want you to think about that and talk about that. They're not dying from COVID. They're dying from that jab you got that did not vaccinate you. They're dying from the non-vax. People are suddenly dropping dead from the non-vax. Well, you're not supposed to notice that. That's right. And that's why you don't see it on the mainstream news. You don't see it on the traditional. Uh, there I go again. I'm so brainwashed. I, I'm st I still have to call it news. On the propaganda outlets. On the mechanisms for political and ideological control. You're not supposed to notice that they've poisoned you by the billions of people on this planet they've poisoned I didn't get the I didn't get the unvax. See, I still want to call it a vax. I did not get the non-vax. 
I'm probably not going to live any longer. But you never know. I mean, you never know in this life. You can get run over by a truck tomorrow. But I didn't get it. And uh, I feel more strongly about that now than I did two years ago. Two years, I certainly had every opportunity in the world to get the vax, the non-vax, the jab. But I had questions. I just just questions. It wasn't conspiracy theory. It was just I just got questions. I said, you know, this is awful fast, guys. And uh, there's a lot of unknowns. When it first came, when the, when when the non-vax was first available, there's nobody under 18. No pregnant women. I'm like, why? I said, vaccines are given to little kids that are six months old. Why? Why? Well, they, we don't know enough. We don't know enough, they, they said. Well, we don't know enough. I was like, wow. I said, okay, well, you know, wait one. Uh, you, you do it. I'll support whatever efforts you, you got. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this out for 18 months. I figured 18 months, I'll sit it out. Well, 18 months has come and gone, and I'm, I, I'm absolutely convinced that, that, that getting the vax was the wrong decision. And I've talked to a lot of people that got the vax, and they're like, we ain't getting no boosters. No way are we getting boosters. So they lie. They lie and lie and lie. These, these MSNBC, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, they're mechanisms of control. It has nothing to do with news. They're mechanisms of control, and they hate you. Now, you want a perfect storm? How about all these, all these uh, uh, food distribution warehouses that are burning to the ground? What's that all about? How come eggs are... Seven, eight dollars a dozen now. I was at Safeway this morning. Up over eight bucks in some cases. Oh, I could find some for six bucks, seven bucks. It's probably the ones that are <laughs> probably four weeks old and the yolks all, you know, looks the color of a manila envelope. It, it, and, 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 but they're, they're six, seven, eight dollars a dozen now. Why? Why are they getting rid of cars that run on petrol, on gas or diesel? Why? Because we asked for that? Because we demanded it? No, nobody asked for that. And, and I've been writing about this. Nobody asked for this stuff. Now, Princeton came out with a study recently. This is basically a public opinion and what people actually want has zero effect on what the government's policies are. Zero. None. No effect whatsoever. You want proof of that? Who demanded the vaccine? It wasn't the average person. It, 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 the, the disease was invented by somebody and the cure was invented by somebody and somebody's making billions of dollars and there's a lot of people dying. There's a war on out there. Well, I just think everybody's good and I, I believe in good intention. No, no, they've said this. Your leaders, unelected leaders, have said we've, we've got uh, 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 too many people. There's too many uh, uh, feeders out there. We need to cull the population. They've said this out loud with their mouths. Not just Bill Gates, but there's but the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, his his you know his sidekick out there. There's too many people. Got to cull the herd. I, they say it with their mouth. They say it out loud. They're, the war is already on. They say it out loud. 
Who do you think is on their talk, top of the list to get rid of? Well, go read Biden's uh, go, uh, speech, his red sermon, they call it. This was one he gave at uh, Philadelphia here, uh, you know, before the election. Demonizing people like me. Demonizing half of America. They're telling us that we're not, an Amer- we're not really Americans, for starters. We're not real Americans. And that we are the source and uh, uh, cause of all the problems in America. Undermining the Constitution, undermining rule of law, undermining elections. Just a liar, just a liar-in-chief. So the war's already started. One of these days I have a great hope that the church is going to wake up, the pastor's going to wake up. Maybe it's a misplaced hope. But the war has already started. And uh, we're not going to get out of this easy. It's not going to say, oh yeah, well there was another you know, a little thing that happened. It's going to get bad and bad and worse. All right. That's just a warm-up. I'll see you live, 1030. Fritzberg and bloodandfaith.com.